So how to create content that makes people like, trust, and buy from you? So the other day, I published an episode about mistakes in content creation and how to fix that in, I, I think it was in episode 65, right? Episode 65. Yeah, that's right. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to go to episode 65 to know what kind of mistakes you need to avoid in creating content. Now, if you're using social media for business, you might have already asked this question, like how to create a huge amount of content in just a short period of time, or, you know, it's basically like how to create more, how to create more content in less time, right? How to create more in less, how to speed things up, kind of like that. So as a beginner myself, you know, I, I still a beginner and I always think about what content I should create next. Because content is the fuel of my business, right? Content is king. <laughs> like, just like what people always say. Because content can be my salespeople, right? They are my salespeople in disguise. They are the one who do the sales. They are the one who convince people to buy from me, right? So, which means that the more content I create, the more salespeople I will have, right? Does that make sense? And, and plus, content can live longer than me and they can work even 24-7 without stopping. Wow, that is so powerful, even more powerful than, than what human can do. So that's why we have to create more content. And that's how powerful content is. And as a beginner, I really want to create noise in social media. I want more intention. I want, you know, I, I just want to create more content so that they buy from me and they like and trust me, right? And the only way to do that is to create more content. You know, even Gary Vee always talk about focusing on quantity instead of quality, right? Because in order to improve the quality, you first need to create more to craft your skill. You can't just create a quality without even knowing which which one is the quality one, right? So you have to create more in order to know which one is the right one okay so you know even though gary always said that i actually have a you know i actually have a different opinion about that because in a business standpoint you need to know which content brings the most money you can't just create content for the sake of creating content right so this episode is mostly for a beginner who is just getting started in using social media for business you know what me and the guest will talk about today is more about creating content to create enough noise to make sure everyone notice you and pays attention to your offer right and some of the topics that we will cover are five pillars for content marketing to help you stand out from the crowd three embarrassing mistakes in content creation what to post in social media to get people buy from you and so much more okay and oh oh yeah i haven't introduced the guest yet right <laughs> okay so today's guest is elizabeth pampelon she is an international speaker entrepreneur and expert marketer with over 20 years of experience she has served all kinds of business from non-profit to online stores her goal is to help clients achieve success and freedom through the power of absolute marketing. So anyway, this is the first part of the whole interview. Make sure to subscribe so the next part will be delivered right into your podcast platform. And yeah, oh, 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 before we begin, if you like to identify your perfect client or your perfect avatar, your perfect audience, right? 
I have already laid out seven questions to do just that to identify your perfect client. So you can grab it at bit.ly slash client for you. Okay, again, bit.ly slash client for you. All right, so without wasting more time, let's begin. So the real question is this, how would an entrepreneur like us who literally start from nothing or has limited resources and yet still wants to build an empire. Join Usheroff as he answers this big question so you can apply it too. Welcome to Focus on Winning. Hey Elizabeth, welcome to the Focus on Winning podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, thanks for having me. So, uh, Elizabeth, what was your one thing that inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Well, I actually moved to a new city, a new state, and I had to start my life over. Um, and when I did that, my mom said to me, you know what, you need to pick two things you like and make a job out of it. Cause I was having a hard time finding a job. I was overqualified for these things and underqualified for those things. <laughs> so I decided to just pick something that I like to do and make myself a job. And that's what I did. Okay. So, uh, what kind of a job was that? I told her that I liked old people and computers. <laughs> so I ended okay. up. Uh, working with older people in their homes, senior adults in their homes, fixing their computers. And I went from house to house and I taught at different senior centers. And I basically grew a business that lasted for, um, we had that business for 10 years before I sold Ooh, it. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I I heard you bought a Facebook groups before from the dad groups, right? Um, so in-person networking groups, I used to go and take them over. I didn't buy them. I would just say to the leaders, hey, I know you're not doing this anymore. Let uh, me have your groups. That was later on. Yeah, I, I started doing that as well. Oh, okay. So um, what did you do with that group? So I would go to a lot of networking groups to build my business and to share that I went into people's homes and businesses mm -hmm. and fixed computers. And networking was a great way for me to do that. So mm -hmm. I started to go to a ton of groups. I went to three networking groups every single day, different groups all over my city for an entire year. So I networked three times a day for an entire year. It was crazy. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I was networking. I was going out, meeting people. And I found out there were a lot of groups that didn't have leaders or didn't have, like they had leaders and then the leaders left. So I started to call those leaders and say, hey, look, I'd love to work with your group. And I would just take over the group. They would hand over the keys to me basically. Um, and I would take over those groups and then run them differently you know, run them better. And then mm -hmm. I would um, build them and grow them and rebrand them and give them new agendas and new ways of doing things. And then I would give them over to one of the members that was really active and kind of turn the groups over and rebuild them almost like a, um, you know, the people that do like the restaurant rescues and things like that. I did that for networking groups. And then I would turn them over to, to new new ownership. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, one thing that uh, I, I want to applaud is that you went three times a day for the whole year, you said? Wow. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. That's that's some really hustle right there. So, yeah. okay. Um, what's the one thing actually that really inspired you to uh, start a business? 
Well, it, it was my mom. That's what I mentioned. It was oh, my was mom. Your, and she, oh, yeah, mom. she told me to, to pick two things I liked and, and I didn't really have a way to get a job at that point. I was, I was overqualified for some things. I was underqualified uh, for things. That's why I had to make uh, a job. So that's really what inspired me was to, I had, I know necessity was really my inspiration. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, when you become an entrepreneur, right. Uh, so when you consider yourself an entrepreneur and what's the challenge, what's the challenging part for you? Well, I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur until hmm, six or seven years into business. Mm. I'd been running my business, but I didn't consider it a business. I considered it a job. I, I went to people's homes, you know, I fixed their computers, I helped them out, but I didn't really see it as a, as a business until I started meeting other business owners. And that's when I started networking because I didn't really realize that there were other people out there doing that. I thought it was just me. And that's kind of silly to think, but in my mind, I just thought, well, I'm, I have a job, right? I didn't think of it as business. So until about five or six years in, even almost seven years in, I really didn't consider myself an entrepreneur. And once I realized that I had a real business, I had a good income, I was working full time, that was my only job I was doing, it was supporting me and my family, I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to be a real business owner. So what do real business owners do? They go to networking and meetings. They they run groups. They run events. They you know do all those kind of things. And so I started doing more of that stuff. I started teaching in different places and doing speaking engagements. Um, and so that's when I really started to figure out what entrepreneurism is and, and how do you actually become an entrepreneur. Um, I started going to seminars and conferences. But I, I still was finding that I seemed like if it seemed like everybody else was doing really well and like I wasn't, even though in, in reality, my business was growing and it was very successful. I didn't view it that way because the comparisons I was making were too big. You know, I was comparing myself to people who'd been in business for many years or who had lots of training and I'd mm -hmm. only been in business for a few years. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that was one of my biggest struggles was the comparison issue and mm -hmm. trying to measure up to someone who was not in the same business as me, didn't have the same opportunities as I did. And I wasn't looking at the opportunities that I had right in front of me. And so that's really something that I, I saw as like as an obstacle that I, that I had to overcome. And, and really that came down to mindset, you know, really working with, you know, myself and, and also with some coaches, I, I had coaches along the way as well, who helped me a lot and saying, why am I comparing myself when there's four opportunities or three opportunities right in front of me that if I took advantage of those small opportunities, those would lead to other bigger opportunities. And now I'm not comparing myself to someone else. I'm working on my own business. I'm working on myself and I'm, I'm moving forward in what I'm trying to accomplish rather than sitting here going, man, why are they doing so good? And I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I believe every entrepreneur, every entrepreneurs have experienced that where they compare themselves with others. And, you know, uh, I, I, I heard that this quote somewhere like, don't compare yourself with uh, other people's 20 chapters ahead, you know, uh, something along that lines. I don't remember. Yeah, exact exactly. Course. Like everyone's in yeah. a different spot, right? Some people are yeah. behind you, some people are ahead of you. And even there's people next to you, but they have not gotten there the same way it's your journey it's your your business and you have to really focus on that rather than all the other things outside of it yeah yeah <laughs> I, i love that you work on your mindset i mean entrepreneurs are, are more into self-development and mindset stuff so yeah that's that's a powerful step you got there and uh so now that you have achieved 
all these things. You have websites, you have business. How many business do you have right now? I have, oh, let me think. I have two <laughs> right now. Um, oh, two. Yeah, only two. <laughs> At that's, one that's point, great. I had four. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think two is, is plenty. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, we, we have two. My husband and I, we both, we both own them. Um, and he runs his... So one of them is he's a, an editor and he edits people's mm -hmm. their first book. He helps them write their first book in 90 days. And then I help people with marketing um, and we create mm -hmm. one year of marketing in five days. So mm -hmm. those are the two businesses that we run right now. But, you know, in the past, I've run computer repair companies. I had um, a... Uh, networking company where we would help people find the right networking groups. We had a membership for that. Um, I ran large events. I did the Ooh. networking groups. That was another kind of small business. I taught people how to run networking groups. So, you know, I've had tons of businesses over the years. I had a trivia company for a while. Like we've had lots of business over the years, but these two, I think are probably our most, like we're most passionate about those. You know, I, I love marketing. He loves editing and it's just, I don't know. It's just something about those two things. We've just like really honed in on those and really found our, our niche there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love that. So uh, now that you have uh, these two businesses and uh, you have a lot of services, actually, like email marketing, uh, social media, websites and all this stuff. So what's your next steps in your business? Well, like we just launched our uh, membership. It's free. And you know, I want to share what we do and what I do with everyone. I don't want it to be this, you know, mystery that you have to join to find out and all this stuff. It's it's really something that I like to share with people. So, you know, I believe that that social media is really, really easy. I believe that all these things can, you know, marketing is easy, but you have to break it down, you know, and make it really simple for yourself. So I think a lot of gurus overcomplicate these things. And, um, and you know, I, I like to offer the five pillars, you know, five pillars of marketing. Branding, website, social media, email marketing, and blogging. If you've got those five pieces in your business and they're running correctly and they're automated, oh my gosh, like that's so much freedom. And it's also mm -hmm. so good for your business because now you're bringing the right clients to you, you know, because you're selling, you're giving them the right message and the right information on social and blogging and things like that. That's, that's great. So uh, that's your uh, previous accomplishment, I could say, right? So uh, is, there, is there any other milestone that you want to hit? Well, I have always wanted to speak at the like the 10,000 level. So, you know, going to one of those big conferences and speaking in front of a you know room full of 10,000 people like that's kind of my big, <laughs> my big next wow. goal. Um, I've done small conferences. I've spoken in front of, you know, 500 people, a thousand people, but never that 10,000 level. So I'm kind of working towards that. Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really put a lot of huge goals on myself. I actually, I actually focus on like problem solving. I actually heard, um, a talk the other day and they were talking about how some people, they have these goals and these checklists and they're checking things off as they go. And they're so excited about it. And then there's other people, and, and I'm kind of in this second category, they just solve problems. And so as things arise, you solve a problem. If something happens, you go to the next thing. It's not about a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. Yeah, I have things I want to do in the future, you know, like I said, that the 10,000 level, but there's there's more in the in the media, like in the way, right? There's things I have to get through to get to that point. So right. so I really look at like today, like what am I going to do today? I'm going to be on this podcast, which is awesome. Uh, second podcast <laughs> of the day. And I'm going to work with a client in a little bit. I've got a couple of other meetings and I'm going to go do some self-care and I've got a nail appointment. So 
<laughs> you know, I've got those little things on my list that are for today. Um, and I really like to to focus on, you know, what's happening today, what's happening this week, if I need to prepare. But I, I kind of focus on like what's what's now, what's happening right now. Wow. You, you focus on presence, right? Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, and you know, I, I thought you, you already had uh, events like maybe last week, right? The, the past events was like seven October, I guess. Yeah. So I actually do um, a lot of speaking engagements. I do a lot of virtual engagements. Um, and so I have those on my website and I ta- I use those a lot. So if you go on my website, um, you'll see that there's like different speaking engagements that I'm going to be on in the future. Um, but yeah, I do have, uh-huh. I do have them on a regular basis. Nice. <laughs> All right. So uh, as you know, right now we are going to talk about how to create 365 days worth of content. So first off, I want to, I want to start off the mistakes in marketing on social media. You know, people use social media for marketing, especially for online business. So, mm-hmm. uh, and people want to avoid that mistakes. So what, what kind of mistakes that you see uh, from your clients maybe, or maybe from your st- yeah, so the the different mistakes that I see is mostly people trying to be on too many platforms at one time. So there are so many platforms out there that you could be on, but there's only a few that are actually right for you and your business. And I actually wrote an ebook. It's um, a free ebook that I give out on in my membership. So you can go to the free membership, get the free ebook. Then I talk about which platforms you should be on for your business, meaning. Who is your audience? Who is your demographic? There's actually statistics and information out there. And I compiled a bunch of it together and said, if you want to be on Facebook, here's who Facebook is serving right now. So then you can decide, is my audience within that realm? And for example, you know, Instagram is actually serving women under 35. That is their majority of users. So if Instagram, if women under 35 are not part of your demographic, Instagram may not be for you and you might actually need to focus more on LinkedIn or more on Facebook or more on Twitter. And so we want to look at those demographics to see which social media is right for us. And also, what are we going to get out of that social media? I also put in my book, The Half-Life of a Post. So Mm -hmm. if the half-life means how long does that post live on social media? So you know you've seen Facebook, you've been on there, and then all of a sudden it refreshes and everything Mm -hmm. just shuffles up, right? That's the half-life. Those posts have expired. And now they're going back to the walls of the people where they were posted or the groups where they were posted. But they're not in your feed anymore. So your feed has like expiring limits on it, on every post. And so when you see, you know, ads, they don't count. They're just ads, right? But the other stuff is there and it's only there for a short time. So when you put a post out, your post on Facebook lives on a feed, on someone's feed, for about 30 minutes. If Facebook shows it to them through the algorithm. So when I talk about social media, the, the mistake I see is people trying to play or game the algorithm, which means you have to know everything about it in order to play, right? Or they they just don't aren't, aren't on the right social media platform for their business. And then the third thing is they're spending too much time writing a post. They might spend 30 minutes writing a post that's only going to show for 30 minutes on Facebook. So it's going to definitely be something that... Um, you know, we want to make sure we're not spending too much time on, but we're also making sure that we're doing a good job of keeping ourselves going and not, you know, not posting at all, but also posting, you know, on, on a regular basis. So you don't want to spend all that time for 30 minutes. So it's kind of like wasting an hour. So I try to tell people you need to write the post, make it quick. 
Um, and so the three things I really see people messing up are that they're trying to play the algorithm, which means they have to know everything about it in order to game it, right? They're trying to uh, be on the wrong platforms. They're on the wrong platforms. They're posting to the wrong people. So that's why they're not getting any return on it. And then mm -hmm. the third thing is they're spending too much time writing a post and it's only living for a short period of time on those different platforms. So those are the three big mistakes I see people making. And those are all easily fixed. Those are all things that can just be easily fixed if you do all of your content in, in one day. Uh, you know, I, in Facebook, I, I see that if you if you active on, if you are being active on your only posts, I mean, if people comment on your, you reply to them for, for maybe like, in the first 30 minutes, uh, that post will show up to more people. I mean, that's what I found out when, when I post something. And what do you think? Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's again, learning the algorithm and then like playing with it, right? Like working with the algorithm. A lot of people in, in my my businesses that I work with and, and the people that I work with on, on my clients, they don't have time to figure all those things out. And not a lot of those things are like listed online. You can't just go online and go, tell me how the algorithm works. Because if you could, then everybody <laughs> would be doing it, right? So you have to mm -hmm. like learn those things. And when you have time to sit and like that's part of your job is to, to learn those things, then that works really great. But when you don't have time to learn those things, when you're really struggling with, I just need to get the social media out. I don't want to be you know inconsistent. I need to make sure that I'm sending the right message. Then if you can create your content all in one day, then you have time to reply to those posts. You're not sitting there writing posts and replying and writing more posts and replying. You're just doing kind of one thing at a time. So I really like the one day system so that you can actually get those posts out there. And then as people comment, you have time to respond. That's that's a great strategy. And, and you know, I just uh, listened to your podcast, Absolute Marketing. And uh, one of your episodes is about the the myth in social media. And I, I, I think one thing that really sticks out to me when you talk about, uh, when you talk about don't oversaturate with everything you do, do not post everything, your, your, including the, the breakfast that you have, right? So uh, what is it that we should not post actually? Well, I think there are certain things you should post. And so if we focus on those, everything else is don't post, right? <laughs> so I think if we focus on, we need to we need to sell a little bit. So just a little, a little bit of sales in there. We need mm -hmm. to put in a little bit of heart. So maybe some emotional quotes, motivational quotes, you know, things like that. Yeah. And then we need to put in a little bit of education. You know, sometimes I put in two parts education because I like to share things with people and have like these are some great tools that I use. This is some um, some tips that I have, things like that. And then I think we need to have also a part of external information. So yeah, we might be sharing how we do something or our tips and our tricks and things like that. But we also want to bring in an outside source that's like, for me, it would be like Inc. Magazine, Forbes, um, you know, something from other marketers, Gary Vee, Seth Godin, people like that. I bring mm -hmm. in their information into my world so that other people see oh, she's going to the best. Like she's going to those high levels and bringing us information. Not that I know them personally, but they know that I've gone out and done research and brought them the best of or the most relevant thing from these big guys 
to my clients, to my potential clients saying, hey, I agree with the big guys on this. Here's some information on it. And so or here's a great article that I found. So they're they're seeing me that I'm not just saying I'm not in a little bubble like, oh, it's only me. Only talk to me. Only listen to me. I'm saying, mm -hmm. hey, there's a lot of people out there that have good ideas. I'm kind of vetting those ideas for you before you see them. So that's why mm -hmm. you would come to me and hear that information. So like I said, a little bit of sales, one part sales, one part heart or, you know, motivation. Uh, one part or two parts, you know, tips and tricks at education. And then one part would be, you know, that outside information, the outside sources. Mm -hmm. So when is the right time to post that kind of that kind of post? Like uh, when is the right time to post the heart thingy or, you know, motivational quotes or when, when is it to sell? So I actually just literally broke down. So we have five pieces, right? So those are our five pieces one each day. We could literally oh. say Thursdays are for this, Mondays are for that, Tuesdays are for this, and literally say one thing each day. We don't have to post a hundred times a day. Um, you know, we don't have to put one of those each day and, and post five things a day. We could literally say Mondays are motivational Mondays. We're going to put quotes out every Monday and, and go with that and then sprinkle your sales in there, right? Sprinkle some holidays in there. And mm. then go through and actually have a day for each thing. But then know that sometimes you don't do that same thing on that day. You put in maybe a holiday is on that day or some sales are on that day. So you kind of mix up your calendar a little bit. So it's not just so linear, but you're saying, you know, I have five topics, five things I can share. Now, how do I spread that out through my calendar for a week, for a month, and then for a year? Mm, mm. And okay, so one post a day. So how many how many hours should we put uh, to make that kind of contents? Like that's too many. Three three hundred sixty five contents uh, in a year. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, you can post. Um, you know, most of my clients post Monday through Friday. So okay. we've got two uh, hundred and something posts, I think, in that time period, two hundred forty uh -huh. something posts. So you're not posting three hundred sixty five because you're taking off fifty two Saturdays and fifty two Sundays. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we're taking off uh, some of those. So we have a uh, two hundred and sixty posts, I think, something like that, two hundred and fifty five posts. So we're uh, we're taking off some of those, right? We got fifty two month Sundays and fifty two Saturdays. We're not posting. Some of my clients oh. post every every day. And we just add those in. Um, mm. But when you're sitting down, you're creating your strategy first. We talked about those five parts. You're writing mm. down, what am I going to do for each of these parts? Then you're mm. finding the content for each part. And then you're putting it into your calendar on the days that you've set out for those parts. And so that's what the eight hours. we I take about eight hours to do this. Oh, at and hours we just a day? Sit down. Nope, just for one day, for the whole year. You do it one time, oh. one day. And then you're done for the whole year because you've created all of them in the, in the one day. So we sit yeah. and we create a strategy. Where are our five parts going to go? What days are we going to put them on? And then we go through and create the, the you know, graphics with that. We make sure that the post has the right links, put them in the scheduler. And now mm. you're done for the whole year. Wow. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's, that's awesome, actually. And, uh, so you you mentioned about sharing tips and tricks. Uh, how how do we know that we that that tricks that we are sharing uh, does not does not include our paid course or paid service? You know. So how how do we limit ourselves from sharing the the paid stuff? 
So you want to share something that's actionable. And if you listen to my podcast, uh, that's a free thing I share with everybody. And I I give actionable things. I'll say this is a product I use. I use a certain scheduler. I talk about that in the Mm -hmm. podcast. This -hmm. is why I use it. This is how I use it. Go check them out. And I share that information freely. But it doesn't tell you what my strategy around that is. You know, and it doesn't tell you all the features of it that I use. So I'm keeping some of that to myself, right? Then with my actual products and services, you know, I'm sharing stuff with you right now. I'm giving you the idea of the formula. I'm giving you some of the elements of it, some of the aspects of it. But we're not walking through what I would walk through with a client. So I'm sharing Mm. something that you can take. and, And I believe this, that there are a lot of DIYers out there. Mm-hmm. You might be one. I'm one. I'm one of those people. And mm-hmm. those DIY people, they will always find that little nugget and they will take it and they will run with it and they'll run away and they will not come out <laughs> and pay you. <laughs> they will not pay you at all. That's fine. But then there's everybody else that's kind of in the middle, right? There's people on the other side of the thing that are just like, well, that's not for me. Never mind. Right. So they're on the other side. They, we don't, they don't, we don't care about that. That's fine. They're good. They don't need us. That's fine. But then mm-hmm. there's those people in the middle. They're not DIYers. They don't not care about it. They do care about it. They do need it. They do want to understand it better. But there's something in their mindset. There's something in their creative. There's maybe a creative block. Maybe there's a um, intuitive block. And the DIYers have figured that out for themselves. Like they have figured out that they their blocks are gone. They have their creativity blocks are gone. They know what they're doing. They can take that nugget and make it something awesome, right? And that's so that'll be enough for them. But then there's people that are in the middle and they're like, I understand you and I know what you're saying, but how, but still how. (laughs) And so those are the people we're really speaking to. We're trying to get people to understand that. No, it's not rocket science. What we do. No, it's not impossible or beyond your ability. It's, it is with well within what you can do, but sometimes you need that person to give you that explanation from a different perspective or to give you more information so that you can actually accomplish it and do it correctly. And the DIYers, sometimes they'll miss out on a lot of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they take that nor- that morsel, they, that nugget, they run with it. But they're yeah. missing a lot of context. They're missing a lot of shortcuts. They're missing a lot of those pieces that those people in the middle, when they say, yeah, that's me, sign me up. And they get all that extra stuff. And so I find like these middle people, they're my favorite because one, they sign up, which is good for everybody because now everybody's winning. But at the same time, they're getting so much more out of what we present in our paid content. They're taking that free content. They're starting to like work with it. It's in their mind that they're thinking about it. But when they get to that paid content, they're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. That was the piece that I was missing. Or that was the thing that those DIYers didn't get. That was the context they didn't understand. Now that I understand that, of course I can do this. Of course this is easier. And so Mm -hmm. I think if we just give people what they need to get started, like what they're to get started with their mindset, then they will definitely either run with it, say, no, it's not for me, or be in the middle and say, you know what? I do need this. But I need that extra. I need those shortcuts. I want the full package, right? I don't want the little bits and pieces that the, you know, (laughs) DIYers ran off with. Mm -hmm. I want to know really how to do this so that I can actually use it for my business and for my life and actually do things much more efficiently and much better. Yeah, yeah. 
I believe that when you share something on your social media and it's more of a, the what rather than the how, right? So if you if, if they want more, then they just reach out to us to, to learn more about the how. So yeah, that's that's powerful too. And also, you know, um, it, it, it reminds me of when I share contents about how to how how to uh, get big guests or how to uh, launch a podcast. You know, there was a day where I talked to them that, hey, uh, it's easy to to get big guests. You just go to this website and just uh, message them. And but I didn't tell them how to message them. What kind of message right. should they should, should yeah. they send? Right. So that's kind of an example that I can give. And yeah, that's. That's powerful. All right, there you go. The part one of how to create content that makes people like, trust, and buy from you. Now, I believe creating content is one thing, but knowing who's your content for is another thing. You know, if you want to know who should consume your content, what kind of audience should you serve, or what kind of client uh, will buy from you, Check out my ebook, Seven Questions to Identify Your Perfect Client at bit.ly slash client for you. If you don't know how to spell, the link is in the, is in the description below. And this ebook will help you create content for the right audience who is not just consume your content, but also ready to buy anything from you because you know, you, you have the right solution for them and they have the problem that they really need help with. So that's why they are your perfect client, right? Or, or your perfect customer, whatever you, you call it. So again, go to bit.ly slash client for you. The link is in the description if you don't know the spelling. All right. So always remember winners focus on winning. Until then, stay winning. Hey, thank you for listening. We hope you can implement everything from this episode. And would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that you can apply right now? If so, subscribe to this podcast so you can become the best you.